0: The Supreme Court ruled in favor of New Jersey. So New Jersey can decide to make sports betting legal, which means every other state can decide to make sports betting legal. That's going to make a lot of people broke and put a lot of bookies out of business. But ain't that America? Hey, I'm in favor. People who want to bet are going to find a way to bet and a way to lose. They say a fool and his money are soon parted. I'm surprised they ever got together in the first place. I figure legal sports gambling will be fully operational by football season. You will be able to go to Rivers Casino and bet on the Steelers in 2018. The Pennsylvania government already has the legislation and the legal infrastructure in place. They're going to get it going quick. This is the Mark Madden Show. I am a super genius with a tested IQ of 166, and you can't teach that. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call, or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Nationwide legalized gambling won't affect Las Vegas very much. Sports gambling in Vegas is more of a local thing. It might affect Super Bowl weekend in Vegas or March Madness, but just a bit. Don't forget, you can already bet online this is just going to affect where the money goes. Uh, Sports books are awesome, by the way. Sports books at a casino in Vegas. You can sit in a sports book. With literally a wall of TVs. Races and games everywhere. You make a couple bets and you can really enjoy the day. Free drinks. Good food readily available. And you can bet on anything. English Premier League soccer, for example. Gentlemen, this bill will be a giant step forward in the treatment of the insane gambler. Uh, How about those Washington Capitals? They decimated Tampa Bay last night at Tampa, won both games at Tampa, and all this is without Nicholas Backstrom, who has the bum hand. The Capitals just might win the Stanley Cup. Game two between Winnipeg and Vegas is tonight. That's the Western Conference final, so hockey is red hot right now, even without the Penguins. I know that's hard to believe. The Caps are just physically overwhelming Tampa, and Ovechkin is on fire. Both games so far were routes above and beyond the score. Tampa is in trouble, and the Capitals, boy, it's like a burden was lifted when they finally beat Pittsburgh, and the key number for them is seven. Seven wins on the road. That's 7-1 on the road by the Caps in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Pirates lost yesterday. That ended their five-game win streak. They had 34K for the return of Kutch on Friday, but that figure shrunk to 22K by yesterday. As I predicted, the ovation for Kutch's first at-bat diluted the ovation for the Kutch tribute video which came at the end of the inning where Kutch had already batted between the halves of the first inning to be 100% accurate. I'm not sure what to make of the Pirates. They are 23-17 and and a half game out of first place. They have cleaned up on the crap teams, but that's okay. A big part of contending is winning the games you should. The Pirates are 10-3 and against the Central Division, and that's good, too. The Pirates could hit. I'm not sure they can pitch. Uh, but to reiterate what I said last week, the only acceptable accomplishment for the Pirates is making the playoffs. Anything else is artificial and should have been ditched after they made the playoffs three straight years from 2013 through 15. Finishing 500 means nothing. Contending through September means nothing. Making the playoffs is the bare minimum. Seven teams in MLB are on pace to lose 100 games. So, like, an 85-win season would be A, deceptive, and B, might not make the playoffs. So many bad teams is going to drive up the price of poker when it comes to making the postseason in MLB. Uh Tiger Woods played a couple good holes at the Players Championship and everybody wet their pants and lost their minds. But Tiger finished tied for 11th and 7 strokes back. Tiger shows flashes, but his inconsistency seems incurable. And I mean that quite literally. uh, At 42, he's very unlikely to find consistency at a championship level ever again. So those are the topics du jour. I really am not sure what to make of the Pirates. They can hit. They are scoring runs even though Polanco has gone in the toilet. Dickerson is torrid. Cervelli and his pharmacist are torrid. Marte has added some power. And somehow is not suspended. The Pirates have the fourth most runs in the big leagues. Their pitching ranks 15th. That's in the middle. But you're going to be hard pressed to make the playoffs with pitching in the middle. Amusing uh, note if you like bathroom humor and baseball in combination. Jameson Tyon has a cut on his finger and says people can all pee on it. If it helps the cut heel. Don't laugh. Uh, Moises Alou and Jorge hey, Posada, both big leaguers of some repute, both said they used to pee on their hands because it toughened the skin. Hey, whatever works. I bet there are some weird people out there who would love to pee on Tyon's hand, but that probably wanted to be dressed as a French maid when they did it. A staying with the Pirates, some buffoon blogger, wrote about the perception that fans are boycotting the Pirates, and that needs to end because the team is winning. You're boycotting them because they're not winning, but you're missing out on them winning. Spoken like a true shill and stooge, first off, there is no boycott. There's nothing organized. Pirate attendance has trended downward in very organic fashion. The average Pirates attendance in 2015 was 30K per game. This season it's 15K per game. That's down from 27K in 2016 and 23K in 2017. From 30 to 27 to 23 to 15. That's very gradual and it's very organic. And the reason for the decline isn't just losing although that's got something to do with it. It's more the disassembly of the 2015 team for the sake of more profit and the slide of the team in the standings because of that. It's not just losing. It's more the feeling of being cheated. And just because the Pirates happen to be six games over 500 this early, and it is early in the season, That's not going to make the feeling of being cheated go away. Payroll is down 23 mil from 2015 and 21 mil from just last year. People aren't dumb. And they look at that, and what are they supposed to think? Some are blindly loyal, and that's their right. Some are more discerning, and that's their right too. The Pirates are off today, so let's all watch kickball on the South Side. You're not going because they're winning, but now they are winning. So why aren't you going? That doesn't make sense. Look at me. I love the Pirates. Read my blog. I love the Pirates. I'm a stooge. I love the Pirates. I'm a shill. I love the Pirates. G-F-Y. Emphasis on the F. 412 333 is the number to call. We got Phil Bork wrapping up the hockey season at 4.30. Mark Caballi from The Athletic. We'll be talking about Steelers rookie camp with him. A little bit later, I'm going to tell you about a guy I'm excited about, undrafted guy at Steelers rookie camp. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I'm Mark Madd, 105.9 The X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, big fan, big fan. Good show, like the uh, entertainment. There'd be candy bars, lollipops, and the occasional nickel. DX at 105.9. Here's a great quote from John Cooper. He's the Tampa Bay Lightning coach. A quote about Alex Ovechkin. Quote, he's taking out 14 years of frustration on one playoff. And that's true. Finally getting past Pittsburgh. Finally getting to the third round, Ovi's leaving it all out there every night, and the result has been pretty stupefying. Ovechkin's got 10 goals and 19 points, and when he gets a legit chance to score, he's just not missing. Hey, good for Ovi. He's a generational talent, he's not a prima donna, never cheat you on effort, he's a touch dirty, but that's okay if he's your guy. Here's a quote from Matt Niskanen ex-Penguin now with Washington, it's Niski on Ovi, quote, if we're being serious here, I think it was a relief for him. I think beating Pittsburgh was huge for him, unquote. And not beating somebody ever, that can become obsessive. The Steelers are like that right now, I think, with New England. And I think that was reflected in what some of the players said when James Harrison went to New England, late in the season i'm amazed washington beat tampa bay twice at tampa bay without nick backstrom who knows how long he's going to be out and that's why tampa could yet come back in this series Uh, vegas and winnipeg play tonight game two at winnipeg winnipeg won the first one Uh, vegas could really use a win but i think winnipeg right now winnipeg looks like the best team in hockey Right this second. Uh, Antonio Brown of the Steelers. Owns a mansion in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And the mansion has a synagogue built in. Antonio Brown is not Jewish. But he said, quote, I got a lot of Jewish friends. And a synagogue is where you bless up, unquote. Uh, The truth is, the synagogue was already there when Antonio Brown bought the house. He bought it from a rich Jewish guy. Uh, The house also has a station for ritual hand-washing. That's good. A.B. needs good hands. And it also has three kitchens, which the previous owner kept kosher. So Shalom, Mazel Tov, etc. There was an article in USA Today. MLB players are unhappy because they can't wear different color shoes to support various causes, or pay tribute to old-timers, or tribute to day baseball, or really what it is is a cry for attention, hey, look at me. But they can't do it because MLB has a rule that all shoes worn by players have to be 51% that team's colors. Uh, this outfielder from Tampa, I forget his name, and that's understandable because He's an outfielder from Tampa. He said, quote, I think it's our players' duty to stand up for what we believe in, unquote. I think it's our players' duty to stand up for what we believe in. Listen up, Junior, you spoiled rich young millionaire brat. I can think of many causes worth standing up for and believing in and not one of them involves what color a millionaire's shoes are not one of them stand up for what we believe in somebody should hit him over the head with a bat uh, the bat of course being 51 percent the appropriate colors of the team the player plays for. 412 333 This sports gambling thing, if you're just tuning in, it's a huge story. I mean, I'm not sure what kind of spin to put on it, except that real soon in Pennsylvania, within a couple months, we're going to have legalized sports gambling in PA. We're going to have sports books. I'm presuming at casinos. Maybe there will be standalone betting parlors, maybe at OTBs. I'm not sure. But... The Pennsylvania state legislation, uh, the governor, acted very wisely in anticipation of the Supreme Court ruling in favor of New Jersey, ruling in favor of legalized sports betting. PA already has all the legality straightened out, all the infrastructure, all the legislation in base. They can just push it right through. Other states will be scrambling to get the kind of stuff I'm talking about done. PA can do it now. So you'll be able to bet a lot of money and lose it on the Steelers in PA in 2018. Now, to show how far we've been behind the times on this, sports gambling has been legal in England for quite some time. You can bet on a soccer match at a window set up inside the stadium. You can just go place a bet on the game you're about to watch. And, of course, there are betting shops all over the place. Uh, the popular bet over there, it's what I always bet on, is who scores the first goal. Not what team, but what player. And you could parlay, like, uh, I don't know, Mohamed Salah, first goal, plus Liverpool to win 2-1 to and get, like, huge odds on and stuff like that. I won the three-goal bet, the first goal bet, pardon me, who scores first. I won that bet three times. Robbie Fowler once, Steven Gerrard twice. I think I told the story, but I'll tell it again. The first trip I made to Liverpool was uh, 2001. And the day of a uh, Champions League qualifying match against some crap team, I was taking the tour of the stadium, the first time ever at Anfield. And in the dressing room, they had the jerseys hung up for the players for the game that night. I said to the tour guide, is this the starting lineup for tonight? And she said, yeah. I go, are you sure? She said, yeah. Well, Robbie Fowler, his jersey was hung up. He had been suspended by the club for like a week or so for getting in an argument with the assistant manager at practice. So I left the tour. I went to the betting shop. They assumed he wasn't playing. He was like 16-1 to to score the first goal. So I bet 100 pounds on him because I figured this is a crap team. He's not going to pass the ball at all. He's going to shoot like crazy. He'll score the first goal. And he did, and it paid for the whole trip. Because 1,600 pounds is like 3,200 bucks, or it was back then. Anyway, uh, legalized betting on sports is long overdue in the U.S. You know what this will mean to hockey, don't you? Here's some insight. Hockey's going to have to play ball with this. In fact, the hockey uh, statement today on the decision by the Supreme Court actually seemed to welcome the relationship, the increased popularity that hockey will get as a result of legalized betting. But now hockey's going to have to tell the truth about injuries. Like, instead of upper body, lower body, we're not telling you they're going to have to go the NFL style. Probable, questionable, doubtful, and out. Mark my words, they're just going to have to. Just going to have to. Let's go real quick to David in Greensburg. David, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
1: Hey, Mark, uh... Let's say the Pirates in about seven weeks uh, around July 4th, the All-Star Game. They're in the same position where they're contending for a playoff. Do you think they will be buyers or sellers?
0: What do you think?
1: I, you know what? I actually, it, I want to say sellers, but I think the ticket sales have been so bad, maybe that'll motivate them. To not no, no,
0: ticket sales being bad will motivate them to preserve their profit margin by getting rid of Josh Harrison. Okay. You asked. I'm telling you, mark my words. No matter what, as we get close to the deadline, if they could trade Josh Harrison, they're going to. If they don't, it will be only because they can't. But, but I don't get it. You're boycotting the team because they're winning, but now they're winning, and you don't get to see it. That doesn't make any sense. I'm a stooge. I'm a shill. I blog for pennies. I'm a jerk you got to love that nitwit. I'm not going to dignify him by mentioning his name. He's just a low-rent nobody. But he invented a boycott, which doesn't exist, so he could campaign against it. There's no boycott. There's nothing online. There's no protest marches. It's just people aren't showing up because they dismantled the 2015 team after it won 98 games, and people got pissed, and they felt cheated. You know, sometimes it is exactly what it seems to be. 105.9, The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
1: You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. You know what,
0: I'm going to skip right to my original thought and just say this is stupid, you're stupid, thanks for calling. The X at 105.9. There's yet another tempest in a teapot with Pitt Athletics. Apparently uh, some of the former athletes are mad Because Pitt got rid of its head athletic trainer and head strength coach. Uh, Among others, Gilbert Brown, the former Pitt basketball player, uh, tweeted in protest. He said, Pitt just keeps on making mistakes and alienating alumni, SMH. As far as the men's basketball team, those two guys were our closest connection to the program. And one of the main reasons we wanted to come back and visit. To which I say, hey, Gilbert... Who cares if you come back or visit or not? There's a new administration in place at Pitt, and it's not one I'm horribly fond of. But every administration, every new coaching staff, is going to bring in their own guys to do jobs like that. It it takes me back to when the Penguins had that massive turnover, when Craig Patrick uh, was let go as GM and Ray Shiro took over. And uh, Mario Lemieux kept... Some of the uh, staff in place, like Steve Latin, the equipment manager. But Steve turned out to be not a good fit for, for Ray Shiro, for the new coaching staff. Michelle Therrien, you know, at the time when he came in. So they let Sev go. And Sev's a great guy, and I really liked him a lot. But that was the decision made by a new administration. And that new administration had every right to make that decision. And Sev was pissed. And... Uh it led to a falling off between him and Mario. But, you know, that's how it works. I mean, you can't bring in a new administration and have the people working under them be, in some cases, opposed to them. Or whispering about them. Or complaining all the time. You know, it's the right of every administration to bring in its own staff. And I think Gilbert Brown and the Pitt alums are, are way out of line in this case. Way, way out of line. Now, staying with Pitt, you know who's a really interesting guy for me at Steelers Rookie Camp this past weekend? Quadri Henderson, the receiver for Pitt, undrafted. He was a tremendous kick return guy at Pitt. He had seven kick return touchdowns at Pitt. Uh, if that's all Henderson could do, but he could do it well, then he should make the team. Then again, out of those seven kick return touchdowns, three were punts, okay, and four were kickoffs, and there might not even be kickoffs in the NFL before too long, and most of them now are touchbacks. Let's go to Mark in Pittsburgh. Mark, you're on with Double M.
1: Hey, Mark, big fan. What up? Hey, so I was wondering, with the legalization of sports betting across the country, do you think that has any impact on Pete Rose getting into the Hall of Fame someday?
0: No. Um, if Even if that, that rule will still be on the wall of every clubhouse in baseball, if sports betting does become legalized across the country, baseball people will still be prohibited by the rules from betting on baseball. So that won't change. So Pete's status won't change. And even if they would, you know, and I can't imagine why, what good could come from it, but even if they would eliminate that rule and suddenly baseball players could bet on baseball, my God, that would be a good idea. It still doesn't change the fact that Pete broke the rule then. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jim in Penn Run. Jim, you're on with the super genius.
1: Super genius. How are you today? Terrific. With regards to the pirates and a lot of the fanboys and the, the blindly loyal fans trying to justify the decision of uh, nutting and everybody, there's a. Principle and by the way, in, it's okay to be blindly
0: loyal, but it's okay to be uh, more discerning, too.
1: Right. So to the. That, you know what? That's fans. America
0: now, bro. Seriously. I hate to go off on even a tangent that's 1% political, but we tell people now their opinions are wrong. There's no such thing as a wrong opinion. You're allowed right. to think what you want. It's facts that can be wrong, but opinions can't be.
1: Correct. So, with regard to fact, there's a principle in in scientific analysis called Occam's Razor, and what that says is when presented with a complicated set of circumstances and variables, the least complicated uh, explanation is the is most likely the correct one. So when everybody talks about how nutting is cutting payroll and he's trying to do the right thing and, you know, they're trying to justify all this, what they really need to look at is what is the most simplified explanation. And that is he is trying to preserve as much of his profit margin as he possibly can. No question. Why would anybody
0: think otherwise?
1: Don't know.
0: What about the notion of this simpleton blogger inventing a boycott so he can, uh, protest against it he's protesting against a protest that doesn't even exist
1: exactly exactly well i had heard some rumblings over the summer that there was going to be a boycott and yeah but if there was a an together. organized boycott but, but there Jim, right
0: there would be it would be all over twitter all the time people would be campaigning don't go to pirate games i've seen none of that there would be people right. outside pnc park with signs i've seen none of that this is just people not going because they're becoming less interested because the franchise is proving again and again they don't really care about winning.
1: Exactly right. They care about profit margin. Occam's razor right there. Now, man. what about
0: Schrodinger's cat? How, how does that
1: weigh in? What is Schrodinger's <laughs> cat again? Schroed, Schrodinger's cat says that well, the, the real scientific explanation is if you put a cat in a box and you close up the box and you can't get any information from inside the box, You have to assume that the cat is both dead and alive at the same time, and you don't know what that is until you open up the box.
0: What if Schrodinger's cat, like, cut his own throat with Occam's razor? (laughs) Very good. Now, now hold on. I got more. What about you know what Pascal's bargain is? I do not. Pascal, I see. See, you thought you were going to come on the show with all your (laughs) fancy-schmancy philosophy and put the super genius – in his proper place. Pascal's no, bargain no, no. is that if you're, uh, if you're not sure God exists, but you right. live your life as if he does, then if there is a God in heaven, you'll be rewarded at the end. In other words, you Very don't have to believe question. in God to behave in a Christian fashion. I think right. a better term would be hedging your bet. That is hedging, yep. But that's Pascal's bargain. See? Didn't expect Very that good. from me, did you? <laughs> I did, actually. Well, thank you for the call. That was good stuff. Let's go to uh, Jim Bob in the car. Jim Bob, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mark. Good day.
1: So, uh, I know you said you don't like to talk politics, and and believe me when I say that, I think that this comment will have some merit. But do you think recently... Excuse me, it's
0: called Pascal's Wager, not bargain. Pascal's Wager. Go ahead.
1: Do you think there's been a recently, with this uh, soon-to-be passage of legalizing a sports book, uh, an individual or a small group of gumboot lawmakers somewhere that recently saw The Last Boy Scout and said, wow, that's a really good idea.
0: I never saw The Last Boy Scout. You never saw The Last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis,
1: Damon Waynes?
0: No, those two great actors. I can't believe I missed that one.
1: Oh, my God, Mark. You're killing me. This is a movie from no, the No, no, the- no. I'm
0: just hanging up on you. Seriously, this this dipstick calls up. I want to talk about some movie with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. After the last call, and I discussed Schrodinger's cat, Occam's razor, and Pascal's wager. We've set a higher standard here than Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Hak a spit. Let's go to Dylan in Monroeville. Dylan, you're on with Double M.
1: Double M, what's up? What up? I have a question for you about the Steelers. With uh, Rudolph coming in, who do you think the Steelers more likely to keep, Dobbs or Landry?
0: Does it matter? No, I'm just curious what you think. I think they think, and rightly, that Landry Jones is a better quarterback and certainly more attuned to the system. He's played in, you know, several NFL games, started a couple even with Ben out, and he hasn't stunk the joint out. So I expect they'll keep Landry. Why would you keep Dobbs?
1: No, I, I, I'm more towards uh, Landry myself. I well, good. It's, it's a thought.
0: it's a pressing subject, and we will discuss it. As little as possible in the days, weeks, and months to come. 412 333 9939 is the number to call. If I get another cat, I should name it Schrodinger. That'd be pretty good. 412 333 9939 is the number to call. Some guy just tweeted regarding me busting the chops of the fanboy blogger. I boycotted that site. Dude, you don't even know which site I'm talking about. But you don't have to. You know why? They're all the same. All the pirate blogging sites. Go Bucks. Blind faith. They do everything right. There's a plan. If you don't go, you suck. Boycott. They're winning now. Why aren't you going? You wanted to win? They are. Go see it. Ah! 1059 the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. A lot of funny stuff has no taste. Like, for example, this show. I just wanted to say how funny that was. Now I'm going to cut you off before you can make a joke. The X at 105.9. Looks like the next owner of the Carolina Panthers is going to be David Tepper, who's a Pittsburgh guy. He owns a 5% stake in the Steelers, so... He's going to have to sell. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. A compelling game on the NHL Network. It's Canada against Latvia in the World Championships. Latvia is just tied at 1-1 in the third. And if, if I'm not mistaken, Canada would miss the playoffs in the Worlds if they lose to Latvia. Where is your God now, McDavid? You know who I'm rooting for. It ain't Canada. Uh, regarding the Pirates, the alleged boycott, because attendance is so crappy, although they did draw 34K to the game, the Cuts comeback game Friday night, but that number dropped steadily all weekend. It was just 22K uh, on Sunday. Now their average attendance figure which started the weekend at 12 k per game is now up to 15 k per game, but that's still a half of what it was back in 2015. Carl tweets, according to Forbes magazine, the Pirates rank 26th out of 30th in percentage of payroll against revenue. Most fans know they aren't trying to win. It's hard to fool people when you can just Google this information. Indeed it is, Carl. Indeed it is. And you can... Tweet me at MarkMaddenX. LeBron got killed yesterday by Boston. Game one of the NBA's Eastern Conference Final. I'm not even going to call him Cleveland anymore. Or the Cavaliers. I'm just going to call him LeBron. Uh, Chuck Knox passed away from Sewickley. Three-time NFL coach of the year. Never won anything, but uh, got to four conference championship games. Coached the Rams... Seattle and Buffalo. Uh, May he rest in peace. Chuck Knox, RIP. Lots of great football people from Western Pennsylvania. That's for sure. And in news, I know you were all waiting to hear with bated breath. Oh, Margot Kidder died, too. almost forgot about that. She was Lois Lane in the Christopher Reeve Superman series. I always wondered how Lois Lane... Like, remember when... Was it Superman 2? Where Clark became mortal... Oh and he's mortal though he could make love to Lois with no danger because if Superman ever nailed Lois you know that would be you know just the just the you know the super member so to speak with the super ejaculate and the speed at which it would undoubtedly come out my god it could blow your your buttocks clean off or your or your skull for that matter I don't know Sorry Mrs R Anyway, the good news which what you're all waiting for. Liverpool Football Club won yesterday and qualified for the Champions League next year. Now Liverpool Football Club just has to win the Champions League this year. And my life will be uh, so happy. By the way, that final's on the 26th, a week from this coming Saturday. Liverpool versus Real Madrid at Kiev in the Ukraine. I looked into going. It would have been 23 hours... From takeoff in Pittsburgh to touchdown in Kiev after, you know, switching planes a couple times. So, I'm too old for for that crap. But if Liverpool do win, tune in on Tuesday the 29th. I'm off Monday the 28th for Memorial Day. Tuesday the 29th will be quite the memorable show if Liverpool win. I can promise you that. Let's go to Chris on 79. Chris, you're on with Double M. Chris, are you there? I can't hear you, Chris. I can hear, like, barely. I can hear, like, this guy, like, he's shouting from the bottom of a canyon. Anybody else hear that? Let's go to uh, Aaron in the car. Aaron, you're on with Double M.
1: Hi, Mark. Uh, for my first fantasy pick, should I take Alvin Cabrera or, or Antonio Brown?
0: So you thought you'd call here with a fantasy football question in May and that I would be even vaguely interested in it. I think she's down in that canyon with the caller. The previous call. Let's go to Dan in the car and see if Dan can make it a hat trick of jerk-offs calling the show in a row. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
1: Hey, Mark, I just wanted to see uh, your are uh, hold, holding true on your prediction about the uh, Caps lightning series that
0: you had. Oh, I predicted the Lightning to win if Backstrom didn't play and Backstrom's not playing and the Capitals are decisively in control. I mean, oh, gee, I'm wrong. My life is ruined. Is that what you wanted to hear? No, that's not what I was
1: going for. Because what I, I really think right.
0: is, oh, gee, I was wrong and I couldn't care less. Well, you're
1: not usually wrong, so. Just, just so
0: you know, I underestimated the the caps without Backstrom, and just you know they've been turned loose, unleashed emotionally after finally beating the Penguins. They're playing as if they have nothing to lose, but everything to gain, and they really want to gain it. Plus, I don't know about you, I'm not impressed with the Lightning so far. Well, would you think Backstrom would make that much of a difference? You think the series would maybe be, you know, maybe one. Backstrom's one, maybe. their their best all around player. Obi's better, you know, in terms of scoring, but Backstrom is Washington's best all-around player. So, yeah, I thought, uh, I th- I didn't think Washington could compete like this without Backstrom. Maybe they won't yet. Maybe Tampa will bounce back. Although to win four out of five, and they have to win uh, two in Washington to do it, going to be tough. Uh, I'll tell you one thing: I did know that is coming up to buy Tampa Bay and the tookus. Ryan McDonough ain't that good anymore. He's a name and he played in New York and all that stuff, but Ryan McDonough ain't that good anymore. And uh, it's certainly something I'm noticing in this series so far. Every time I look at the TV, Snoop Dogg is another commercial. Only in America could a former crack salesman become a pop culture icon. I'm not holding that against him, but it's true. That's what he is. Like, there's some guys you're not allowed to say what they used to be. He used to be a crack salesman, became a rapper, now he's a pop culture icon. And he could swear and say ridiculous things all he wants, and people think it's cute because, in our minds, he's a cartoon character. 412 333 99. Oh, wait. Uh, this Matt Patricia, is that his name? The new coach of the Lions was the uh, New England defensive coordinator. He's like being roasted over a sex assault case that involved him, like, what, 10 years ago? What, you're bringing this up now, and I'll tell you what I go by. Here's the, here's the standard I use judging cases like this. If there's a conviction or a plea bargain, I take it seriously. If charges were dropped for whatever reason, I just don't take it seriously. And you know why? You know what changed my outlook? Not changed if it really made up my mind on how to approach stuff like that. Duke LaCrosse. Anytime somebody says, oh, that guy got accused of this, he's guilty. Duke LaCrosse. 105.9, X.